Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to continue in the Finding Yourself series. And tonight's topic is Finding Your Sovereign Self. And that is what we are talking about when really we are speaking we of the fundamental shift in consciousness our world is going through at this time. There's uh, more and more evidence of uh, any recalcitrant, rigid uh, formation uh, just crumbling, just uh, all of these old patterns, everything else that was so put in place. It's now okay to just allow it to dissolve within mm. itself, and it will. And uh, that which resists the most will dissolve <laughs> more quickly. Uh, you know, the rushes, history. Berlin Wall, say bye-bye. This has been going on for some time. Yeah. And Catholic Church was going to uh, qualify for bankruptcy at one point there, but I think they got a, a bailout. Uh, well, yeah, of course. It's called the guilt tax, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, shall we do the Mayan? And then yeah, we well, we'll start? be doing the Mayan at various times oh, during okay. the show. Um, I didn't realize. Yeah, and I think okay. that's a very good idea. And so there's the Mayan. Here it is. Today is 10 at SNAB. 10 is a good day for manifestation, for making the decision about manifesting. So it's a good day to watch the show for sure. And Etsnab is the tribe of the mirror. Mm -hmm. And everything in our life gets reflected. And Etsnab really helps you to see the reflection and what yeah. you're saying to yourself. And one of the translations <coughs> from the original Mayan is, I perfect in order to reflect. Well, we're always in a state of perfect reflection. We reflect each other back to us all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's called road rage, for example. That's one word for it. You know, but it's also how beautiful the flower is. It's, we are constantly reflecting back to ourselves, us. It's a very interesting place to live for that. Well, it reason. is a, a galactic activation portal today, which is mm -hmm. interesting. We were talking before the show what a, uh, a light energy day it is. Mm -hmm. and portal days are often like that because you can make decisions where to go. And as far as going in the direction of having, having sovereignty over your existence, um, a lot of times in the past when we've talked about having power, people always connect that with having power over someone else. And when you have sovereignty over your own existence, over the thoughts in your head and over your life, that's a completely different thing than having power over people. When you have power within yourself and of yourself and over yourself, you don't have a desire to have power over someone else because it's, it's a precarious situation at best, and it's always an illusion anyway. And it takes a lot of energy, a lot of brain space to play the game of having power over someone else. And when you have power over yourself, you stop allowing other people to have that illusionary power over you too. It so reflects. it's really about being the king the master of your domain in a much different way. It reflects in your auric field once you are committed to yourself, people. once you are uh, that person that is self-aware. Uh, a lot of us exist, not as many of us are self-aware, aware that we are the awareness, that, that separation from... Uh, we believe we are our things. We believe we are our body. We believe we are our thoughts. Close but no cigar, unless you like cigars. Uh, it just isn't the way it works. To be aware of yourself as the thing that is the thinking 
the thing that is doing the thinking, not the thinking, I think. No, wait, I have to go. No, I don't. I'm very confused now. Okay. To be aware of I'm yourself kidding. as the vehicle of thought, not the thought. If, if I go, all right, so, well, there's a, a crystal ball. Yes, okay. Now that's thinking going through my mm-hmm. head. Now, if I'm at this echelon we are talking about, it's part of me. It's, it's, I'm the thinking that is creating the ball, mm-hmm. not the ball, not the, not the me, not the rest of this. The point at which you are aware of being the being who's generating the thinking rather than the thoughts. We get so tangled in the thoughts, and that's where everyone loses it. You know what I have people do in my psychic development classes and the meditation part is to say, you don't say, I am a brain. You say, I have a brain. Mm -hmm. And then find that part of you that said, I have a brain. And it it gets Mm -hmm. you closer to that. The thing is, is, you know, you were making that kind of twisting and turning about the word think. It was very right on because our thoughts really do twist us up. We have a higher power, a higher faculty of reasoning that is in the intuitive realm that's not in the logical realm. They did an experiment with this rat to find out how the rat's logic and, and use experiences to create their reality. And they had a maze where they could either go left or right. And 80% of the time when the rat went to the left, he found food. And 20% of the time when he went to the right, he found food. And they found that the rat went to the left 80% of the time and went to the right 20% of the time. And it didn't make logical sense because he's obviously going to get more food to go to the left each time. And then they realized that there's a bigger picture and that the rat's consciousness is aware of the bigger picture because if there were other rats, then going to the left there would be more rats, less food. And so he programmed in his larger intuitive self to go to the right sometimes so that he keeps that option open for himself. Now that is logic that supersedes any mental logic. And when we stay only in the logical mind, we go in these mazes and we hit dead ends and we don't adapt. We're very adaptable and we are forever conscious of larger realities and larger truths if we just connect with that self. Mm -hmm. And that is the self that is sovereign over all of our existent existence because that rat's brain only knew to go to the left. I mean, yeah. programming in the so brain. So the idea of uh, creating the larger access to the larger, larger picture. Yeah, there's and always a bigger one, as we say. Yeah, there's always a bigger picture, the biggest picture you can possibly get. There's still a bigger one, so mm-hmm. it gives us something to do. Not at all unlike rats in a maze, but still the idea of... And which would take us all the way through meditation because that is the method by which we access these larger pictures, meditation. And um, one I'm I'm very in favor of, because I keep doing it without intending to do it, uh, is the wandering mind meditation, which they have now proven as the method by which you solve problems is to stop solving the problem. Mm -hmm. And then it solves because the larger and less conscious part of you does the solving. Absolutely. But we are, we as the human, Hugh person race, we as the Hugh person race, are becoming conscious on much greater levels than we ever have in the history of mankind. There is the average, or there are amongst us those that are not yet, but still, 
as the group, we're moving towards the greater consciousness. That is the point. That is what evolution means. That is what we came here to do. So let's devolve. Well, we are part of a, a larger flow, a larger energy. Just uh, the example of the rat being a, a picture of the larger evolutionary thing on a physical level. We are intuitively part of a bigger picture, and we're spiritually part of a bigger picture. And that bigger picture includes us at all levels. And so it's not a matter of taking this physical level self that goes to work and gets hungry and gets sleepy and say, okay, you're um, not important. You're just an ego self. I'm going to separate myself from you and rise to the spirit. It's all levels are of value. And where we come in, how we really ascend, is to loosen our attachment to any level of self so that we can move at any given time to a higher level or a lower level. Because a denser level is where we sit and enjoy a flower or a sunset, and that's very beautiful. And then we can move up to this spiritual epiphany here. But it's to keep us disengaged and not identified with any one level of existence. Now that's how you reach your sovereignty, is to become fluid. You're a fluid point of perception mm -hmm. in all these different realities. And when we get unhappy, it's because we get rooted into one and thinks that that is all there is. And when we do that, there's always something in that reality we think of as bigger than us and having control over us. Well, this is, yes, absolutely. There's um, a number of, of avenues to take from this point. The idea of uh, sovereignty is associated with power, so let me address that. And I'll address that uh, by saying that if you want um, a definition of power, love is a definition of power. If you were the most loving person on earth, you would simultaneously be the most powerful mm -hmm. person on earth. Because if you returned love for any stimulus you received, oh, there you go, you would, you would win automatically by being loving towards. You're automatically, when you are loving, you are automatically in the power seat. Okay, now that being said, don't you love it when people say that being said because you know you're not gonna like the next thing that's coming up nonetheless. Sort of okay, like I love people who say, I forgive. Okay, now, forgiving is in my mind uh, a victim word. It, it is a victim mentality to say I forgive because part of catching on to your own sovereignty is to recognize that you have created 100% of everything that ever happened in your life. That is a very nice step towards sovereignty. I did this, okay. I did this out of my own designing which was not necessarily occurring in the brain pan nearly so much as it was occurring on soul level. But I did this in order to get me to evolve, grow, and change. Therefore, I love, love the person that shot me to death because that was part of my larger plan, physically, anatomically, rewiring the left side of my head because of the bullet passing through it. Okay, that was, that was my idea. So I don't forgive the guy. I love him for having done that. Stated emphatically, I love. So forgiving versus loving. Well, you know, I love that. Yeah, that so. is great. Um, just a, a real quick thing. Sure. One thing that I've discovered about forgiveness is that it is a room you walk through mm -hmm. in order to get to the place where you know there's nothing to forgive. Yeah. And that it's the, the action of walking through forgiveness that often we get to that healing. But 
all my work I've done with EFT, when people really have a lot of trauma or pain, to say, oh, forgive them, that's the answer. In a lot of ways, it's like deleting the icon off your desktop, the program's still in there. And it then makes them feel shameful in order to feel and release the emotion. It does not erase it, always. So I think that's important to be said. And it's not to say, don't go forgiving, but that it is, um, it's just a, a hallway. It's not your destination. Um, it, to get to the place where there's nothing to forgive. And in forgiveness, you are still in codependency because you are saying either, I have the power now to forgive you and make everything okay for you, which is still engaging, or it's still saying, I forgive you, I will still admit you're bigger than me, you victimized me, and I'm yeah, still a victim, still a victim but this is a way that we can, pr we can say that it's done. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people listening to this conversation may say, what are you talking about? You know, forgiveness is necessary. Not everyone we're is not, ready to hear this. Yes, but we're not saying not to walk through forgiveness, but don't I stop am. there. No, I'm saying sometimes the things we learn within that hallway are valuable, but if you haven't gotten to the place where you see there's nothing to forgive, well, then there's further distance yeah, to go. On this particular show, we're talking about gaining sovereignty, which would be to release victim mentality. Mm -hmm. I mean, you cannot be sovereign and a victim at the same time. Mm -hmm. And since we have free will, therefore everything that happens or happened was by our choice. Now, to see that is to become sovereign of it. Once you recognize yourself as having created XYZ, then XYZ has no authority over you whatsoever. You, in fact, have authority over whatever that is. And so that's that process by which we uh, release ourselves from one of the many little traps that our brain seems to dwell in as though that's a good place to be. And so this idea of stepping beyond uh, beyond all of this and into our recognition of our sovereignty, which is not exactly my a, um, point, too. Mm -hmm. a re yeah, yeah, different words to get there. By the way, we're live calling. If you have any questions or would like to make any comment, please call in. Uh, dreams or whatever else that might be, you're certainly welcome to call in. So this idea of being the, the person who is beyond forgiving, that's, that seems almost childlike once you're at that, you know, Oh, you forgive. Well, that's so kind. That's wonderful. And, and I feel like Simon on Idol. <laughs> the song just doesn't sing. You know, yeah. it's not coming from. Well, you know, you but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you could also see personal sovereignty as a knowing rather than a trusting or having a faith. One thing that I use, or a technique I use to get past a certain place, because everybody can tell you nowadays that our beliefs create our reality. And, but when we have a belief going and we have all that evidence, quote unquote, that goes along with it, sometimes it can be challenging or tricky to step out of that into the new belief. And something I say is, um, I know this to be true whether I believe it or not. I know that I create my reality whether I believe it or yeah, not. Yeah. I know I can heal whether I believe it or not. Whatever mm -hmm. it is, and that is, will. That is the bridge that will take you there. Yeah. Another thing I, I do when I talk about a situation, like let's say um, a, a broken dish on the floor, you can say, I used to drop dishes. Yeah. Now that validates what you used to do, but it's not owning it for the future. Yeah. We have a call? Another, uh, there's another step in the process. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Uh, Helen. Pardon? Helen. 
Hi, Helen. Helen, hi. What can we do for hi. you? Yeah, uh, I'd like to ask about a couple of uh, disturbing dreams I've been having. Okay. Sure. First one uh, I had yesterday it was uh, I'm estranged from my family, and uh, I've been trying to get these important papers together. And in the dream, I was saying I've got to get this done because uh, my son is coming home. Uh, okay, that wasn't real disturbing. It was uh, kind of confusing. But the nightmare that I had the night before was very disturbing. Uh, it was like I was reading a news caption on TV, and it said that there had been a horrible crash. My, my son was killed. Uh, my older grandson and his wife and new baby were killed. Uh, my granddaughter was paralyzed from the waist down. And uh, my daughter-in-law and her new husband were also killed. And uh, they had, uh, people had assumed they were living rich, but uh, they really were living hand to mouth. And he was desperately searching for work. Anyway, uh, what do you make of that? Well, one, um, there's a little echo here, but one of the first things that I felt with that is you said it was a news program on, in your dream? It was like I was reading the caption of a, a, new, a breaking news about the second. Mm -hmm. A what? Breaking news. They have okay. a little crawl along um, the bottom. Well, I, I feel on one level that's telling you to take the things like the news, <laughs> for instance, the things that you can't really do anything about, you can't make changes with, and not let that into your consciousness. Honestly, our brain doesn't always know um, the difference between watching a potential disaster, a real disaster, something that's going on that's directly affecting you and something that isn't. And it goes into the subconscious mind and it's like a toxic waste in a way. It's like eating preservatives. The body has to metabolize it and get it out. And I feel that it's saying to put more of the positive things in your reality. Also our dreams through nightmares can work out a number of different things. It can change your physiology to be really frightened or sad or, or whatever that did. You never know because sometimes that can be tweaking hormonal balances that are healing you even though it looked like a, a, a horrible dream. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, I feel it is talking about things that you may be afraid of, leaving them. Like maybe you're afraid something would happen to you to take you away or something happened to them to take them away. And it gives you an opportunity to release those fears via the dream. You can always redream that. Lie in bed in the morning and, and pretend that the news thing ran across, like visualize it in your mind, and then see someone say, oh, that was just a joke. Um, well, yeah. Happy yeah. April Fool's Day. What is that? Is that April yeah, Fool's Day? That, that Something that. like that. Yeah. And then that so, will rewrite that in your thinking. Yeah. So, Helen, uh, please understand your, your family is not going to be harmed. It's just not the reality. You are not going to be estranged, uh, paperwork or whatever it is. All this will be done. You were, um, as we all are, affected by the media. The single biggest word used the most frequently used word on the news is the word victim. We are talking on this program about leaving victim mentality. And in order to leave victim mentality, we really do have to see that there are no victims. Everybody chooses everything that happens to them. Everybody chooses everything that happens 
quote to them uh, because it will cause them to shift. It will cause them to become more evolved. Now, when that is taught to small children instead of what small children are taught, which is get even with that other person, or he took your crayon, you take their crayon, when all that goes away, when that's been gone away to the point that children are brought up recognizing the lack of victim mentality, then we will have taken one firm footstep towards an advanced society. Uh, the way it is at this point on this show, what it is that we do uh, is to suggest that it is okay to step out of belief systems and to step into new belief systems. And a human being believing in their own sovereignty, believing that, and uh, living fully in the recognition that they're creating all of this. As much as it looks like other people, you're creating them. So someone uh, comes and uh, bites your toe or something, whatever that might be, that was your idea. Something about sandals, <laughs> but whatever. You know, this is your idea, everything that's happening. So nothing will happen to your family. Everything is going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Tomorrow will be a new day, and you will feel much, much better. And we thank you very much. We love calls. We love to hear from people. We love to hear dreams, and we would love to hear from you again very soon. Thank you. Yes. All right. Okay. So we are talking about the idea of stepping through rooms to get ultimately to the room <clears throat> where you recognize you're doing this. That is the idea of well, uh, one way I describe meditation. beliefs is that they're not rooms, that they're hallways. It's yeah. something that you move through, mm -hmm. and not a, a place that you go and stay and close a Some door. Some people stay, although close the often door. people really do. Yeah. If you think of the belief systems you had as a teenager and the ones you had in your twenties and thirties and forties, it's every place we walk is is just a stone taking us to some other place, and we get so wrapped up in our culture into destinations, and it's never about the journey and the walking there. That's uh, another point with the forgiveness thing. Yeah. We have another call? We do. Mm -hmm. Hi. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? It's me again. It's Helen. Uh, quick question. <clears throat> I'm just wondering why uh, <clears throat> we've been estranged for a long time, so why am I dreaming about my son lately all the time? Well, I, I think that it's a healing that's going on mm -hmm. within you and perhaps um, the feelings of things being ended uh, because you were estranged. It's letting those feelings out. Whenever you feel badly about anything, something that I did years ago that helped me through a time when I did experience a deep depression is I looked at things when they came up as something leaving me not as something coming in. Mm -hmm. And that could be that you're at a significant place in your healing spiritually, that the old feelings of separation from him are now coming up for you to look at in a, in a more healed way. And so it looks like something new. And but another aspect in that is uh, we really have no idea of the uh, colossal amount of telepathy that a human being has. We are never not in contact with thousands of other people, even though we don't know them, even though there's somebody waved out at the subway 20 years ago, etc. Now, that being said, and don't you love when someone says that being said? Especially when they point time, it out. Every time. Every yes. time. But that being said, uh, your dream time 
if you think it's powerful when you're awake, amplify that by a couple trillion, literally. When you are uh, in dream time, you, and we've all done this, you have been um, colossally urinated at someone. And then in the morning, you wake up and it's just flowers and, and chipmunks and beautiful things. And it, it doesn't even cross your mind until you've been up for an hour well, that you were even that ticked off at the person. Yeah. So in dream time, you fixed it. And mm-hmm. that's what's going on mm-hmm. with her son, just to complete the point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and dream time is about healing, and that's, uh, that's mm-hmm. the point. So yeah. um, it could be that you're healing the separation. So I would look at mm-hmm. it like that. Oh, yeah. good, because um, kind of me. Pardon me? Pardon? I said good because it kind of scared me about that, you know. The yeah. I think why people get scared is, is they think, oh, precognitive dreams and things like that. Honestly, precognitive dreams of all the thousands of dreams, and I've studied dreams my entire life, even as a tiny child, and I've been teaching it for over a decade or more. I've never seen people, or very rarely do people dream such things precognitively anyway. If they are going to dream about someone passing, it's at a, such a higher frequency that they come to them and talk to them about, oh, I'm going to be leaving, and, and, it's, and it's a healing thing. So that tells me automatically that you're working on some healing that's going on. Okay, oh, do yeah. we have another call, did you say? Uh, no? I don't know. Oh. If I have... You don't have time for a reading? Um, well, you'll have to the... call back after the duck is when we usually do readings, which should be pretty soon. Can you do that, Helen? Did, is she on yeah. still? No, she's Okay, not. Helen, call back reading. when you see the duck. That, right yeah. after that's when we do readings. I know a lot of people to. have uh, seen the television program Sliders where this physicist figures out that there are an infinite number of Earths and yeah. he and three friends set off in the merry adventure to other Earths. Other Earth. I've been on a merry and, adventure before. And they land on the particular planet where um, Lincoln was saved from being assassinated, and so there evolved in the government the position of the psychic, yeah, who I love that under certain circumstances would have more authority actually than the president, the ability to override it. Now, the average person or those amongst us, the average amongst us, is not yet at the point where they will readily accept the idea of psychic intuition. They, they, they'll view it skeptically, they'll view it to be amused, but they will not go, mm, you know, okay, because people doubt so readily on our planet. The single thing that's done more than anything else on this planet is doubt. So, doubt but that. in our advanced society, there will be a position of uh, intuition, counting, intuition. Children will be trained in kindergarten. Uh, you know, uh, what color, <clears throat> you know, the, the games that, mm-hmm. that you play, the um, the colored dot colored cards, dark, dot cards, yeah, will be done well, to small children. Will they get faith in their ability to see through things? Well, the, the, that match game where you do the cards and match them, mm-hmm. that really does develop that. The thing is, is this isn't something foreign and new to us. It really is innate within us. We have another yeah. call, so let's take our call. Hi, another call. Hi. What's your name, please? Uh, this is Lina. Hi. 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 Um, uh, this time, I'm... I've been having a lot of lucid dreamings. I just turned uh, tuned into you all, and you were talking about dreams. And uh, my lucid dreams, I can actually move things in my dreams. I'm aware that I'm dreaming, and I can pick up something. And where it used to kind of dissolve, I now can move it from one place to another. And it's how can I use? My question is, how can I use this 
consciously for my own benefit. It's kind of amusement right now is, wow, look at this. I can actually, ooh, look what well, I can do. I would, I would say um, from your waking self, a good thing about lucid dreaming is it shows you exactly how you create in waking time. Only you don't have to go through the slower faculty of the external technology of getting your hands to do it or getting pliers and um, undoing that uh, lug nut or whatever. <laughs> that it happens at your thought. The thing is, is in physical reality it happens at your thought too. And the more you recognize that and the more experienced and skilled you get at lucid dreaming, the more experienced and skilled you do get at creating your life. And that, you know, getting the sovereign self, the thing yeah. is, is our dreams is really where we get shown our sovereign self. And our lucid dreaming self is, uh, just the fact that you're doing that is so profound, and it's it really like does help a, you on like many levels. Let's take a look at the idea of, it's just occurred to me, the membrane between the dream time and the wake time. Thinking of that membrane as a, uh, a wall a wall made of bricks, and uh, just one, just turn one brick around where the, the poles are opposite on it, just one, just to start that. I'm not going to say turn the entire wall around, and you would never have to sleep and you could levitate things in 3D, but just with one part of that dream, just to get it started, that you switch one off and see what, because our, our reality, our normal 3D reality, is much more dream time than any of us recognize. Everything that happens in 3D has already happened in dream time. And it's a matter of getting above this to the point of, and this does fit into sovereignty. And that was therefore a brilliant question, by yeah. the way. This well, idea. a lot of people think that we have a dream self and a waking self, that when the waking self is awake, the dream self is in some suspended hibernation and vice versa. But our wake self and dream self are really alive and active 24-7. And this is just one perspective, my perspective, that the lucid dreamer is your waking consciousness that, is a, that is, goes into the dream time and feeds information back to the waking self in real time rather than in the form of memories when you wake up. And that the, when you astral travel, you are taking your dream self and traveling in, in this dimension or an out-of-body experience rather than an astral travel. So it, it's really wonderful just exploring that. You understand your nature. And when you understand your nature, you have more and more direct power and influence in your everyday life. So thank and you. Between the, uh, yeah, and the relationship similarly between the living self and the spirit self. Yes. Uh, and that could be also the dead self, but the living self and the spirit self would be the way to say it. And uh, the download that occurs between the two, and that is another access point to this sort of fulfillment that people are asking for, evidently, mm -hmm. uh, in, that, in their uh, theme of sovereignty for this particular program, mm -hmm. to be able to create different reality by virtue of affecting it not from 3D, but from other dimensions. Yeah. It's well, the aborigine called the dream time, uh, the dream time, or the, the dreaming. And yeah. it is the place where the thought happens, and then the manifestation occurs in the wake time. And that mm -hmm. they're really all the same thing. There's no separation between the thought of the action and the action itself. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, that would be one, the way to do one that. thing in, in the personal sovereignty, which I think is important to talk about, is how to gain mastery over our own thinking and our thoughts. We often think that if the phone rings, you have to answer it. If someone asks you a question, you have to answer it. It was very liberating to me when I figured out that I did not have to answer a question. That, wow, I don't have to answer that. It was very freeing. Or well, an we, email. Or mm -hmm. <laughs> but or we don't have to think a thought either. Just like we don't have to respond, all attacks or invitations to low frequencies games that we do not have to accept, well, we don't have to accept thoughts that are running in our own head and that you can turn them off and you can go and get to the source of the emanating vibration that is creating those thoughts over and over and healing it for good, too. Mm -hmm. Do we have a call? Do we say? No, I think so. Oh. The, um, Jewish people on the uh, Sabbath uh, play a game, which I think is called freeze or it's called stop, I'm not certain, uh, but an elder in the clan, all of the children are running around the house screaming, and the elder says, stop, and you freeze at the very moment. We played you a are. game, freeze tag. Yeah, well, like that. This is where I understood yep. its origin, but wherever it came from, it's a very good idea, yeah. and we'll go forward, so that you can actually be taught to stop, mm -hmm. because we're not. Mm -hmm. uh, we are driven by this uh, constant desire to consume more. Uh, hoarding is the least of the symptoms of it in the sense of uh, just having stuff that's, uh, well, that was really good, and you got 15 of them, and now you know, there's no possibility of consuming you know, this much of whatever that is. So the, the idea crystals. of the ability to stop, the idea of the ability to switch your mind off is something that we do not have. And what switches it back on, fear, doubt, worry, and guilt, switches mm -hmm. it back on and then we switch it off and then it switches back on and then we switch it off up until we get to the point that we become sovereign of, we become in command of our thinking. And that is the point at which we um, uh, reinitialize the thought. You don't just stop it. You have to set it someplace. Exactly. Because the unconscious will just leap up and put it into a dark place. Well, I know we have a call, but one mm -hmm. quick thing about stopping, and you're exactly right, but I feel our whole life, we were taught how to stop by other people forcing us to stop. Some kind of a force, like a wall, a guilt, a doubt, a worry, and that's what we're used to stopping ourselves with. This is really stopping yourself through choice and through power. It's a completely different world. Inside okay, rather than outside yeah. stopping. Mm -hmm. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? My name is Micah. Hi, Micah. Micah. Hi. Um, what can we do for you? I had a dream, and I wanted to ask you if you could interpret it for me. Sure. But, um, I dreamt that um, I was laying face down uh, in my bed, my face in my pillow, and it seemed to be about twilight, like maybe 3 a.m., 4 a.m., um, and I felt a heavy weight on my back, like pressing me into the mattress, and I couldn't breathe, and I felt that it had um, bad intent. And I was, I couldn't move. And now, was that within your dream, or was it an experience you had? I thought I was awake, but I, I'm, I'm, after I woke up, I realized that I had been dreaming this. Okay. But when I woke up from it, I was still face down in my bed with my face in the pillow. So, well, I, you, you want to know just real quick what I think actually happened, is that the body wakes up. And then it cues the mind to wake up. And when the body is asleep, it's literally under paralysis. 
And when your mind wakes up before your body wakes up, it feels like you're paralyzed and it feels very heavy. And it's called sleep paralysis and, and probably everybody out there has experienced it at one time or another, um, whether they're conscious of it. And I feel your conscious mind woke up, something probably came and woke it up and the set of chemicals and hormones that happen when your mind wakes up because your body seeks to keep thing, things in order and that mind waking up for a little while and body sound asleep and that feeling of heaviness probably startled you, you got back in your body and then mm -hmm. woke up and had that experience. Now that's, that's a, a good chance that that's what happened and I think it's very liberating to know that that's possible to happen because mm -hmm. it can be very frightening oh, yeah, to absolutely. wake up and feel like something's has sitting there, on your uh, back. Has there been repeat? Has this happened more than once? It was just the one time. Yeah, I think you were having, it was like your higher self starting to do lucid dreaming. I really feel like you've got a lot of um, your angelic guides, angels, teachers, whatever, um, however you refer to them as around you. I don't know if you're really actively pursuing things or have for a while, but um, there's a lot of your past life influence, Native American, that's going on probably within the last five years or so. So I would imagine you're doing a lot of experimenting and training on the other side, and that was an example of it. Yeah, and not to take it on to the degree that it's uh, you know something you're carrying on your back, burden or the idea of backbreaking any of the rest of this. Um, set yourself free. Just become uh, liberated uh, to be who it is you you are. Just go. Well, all gone, and then pursue your life with great abandon. Well, sometimes um, we have those experiences that seem or feel a little negative or whatever because it starts you on a path of seeking. Unfortunately, yeah. when we get at certain places in our life, it's not unfortunate, but sometimes our path has, our, our angels come disguised that way to get us on, on a path. Right. Well, I've definitely been searching and, and uh, found your, your, your show, which is fantastic. Oh, oh, thank well, you. Thank Enjoying you. your mailing list. And um, can I ask what, quickly one more dream? Um, sure. I sure. Think okay. Um, I dreamt that I was outside at a picnic uh, table, uh, at a picnic with a bunch of people, and I saw uh, one of my ex-boyfriend's um, relationship that did not end well. I felt like I wasn't treated well by him or his family, and that in the dream I was telling them all the things that I never got a chance to tell them, how horribly I felt that I was treated, Mm. Um, I was getting it all out in the dream, basically, and as I was getting more and more angry as I was shouting at them, my brother, who I wasn't aware was there at this picnic, all of a sudden whispered in my left ear the word O-T-H-U, o and then I woke up immediately. O-T-H-U? I looked it up on Google. I, it doesn't, I can't find out what it means or what it is. I called my brother, <laughs> told him I had this dream, and said, you were there. I was having a, you know, just a screaming match with uh, my ex-boyfriend and his family telling them all the things that I didn't get a chance to tell them. And I said, all of a sudden, you were there, and you whispered this word, Osu, in my ear, and I immediately woke up. And that one is, has stuck with well, me. That's very interesting, but O-T-H-U, uh, when you said O-T, at least all the jobs I ever had that, was it O-T? Yes, O-T. O-T is like overtime. H-U is like humans. It's like you were running over, uh, like your human meter got fed up and you had to, uh, the things that you had held back and they had to express. Now what did you get from OTHU? Okay. Write it First down. of all, the dream was uh, you're telepathically communicating with these people 
that's what that was. And I think your brother's code in it was uh, uh, that you had done the job, that you didn't, it's done, job's done. Uh, out, out, uh, H-T-O-U is also out. O-U-T, out. Yeah. Which I've trampled into these grounds now. Well, H-U is hear you, too. Yeah, oh, okay. so I'm thinking that was a signal that you had been heard, that mm -hmm. the message was delivered yeah. telepathically to these people. The H-U, hear you. thank you for existing in the multiple realms. And you're a very powerful dreamer, and uh, that's something See, to be noted. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think there's a lot of uh, stuff that you're, you're doing. And... Um, we can consciously go into our dreams and work out relationships we have with people. Mm -hmm. And it, if you go in there, write it on a piece of paper before you go to bed and, and go in there and work on that. I think you'll find uh, okay. some really interesting stuff. But the main reason you were working on that is because you hadn't felt heard. Right. And you didn't even give yourself an opening in the throat chakra. It's like opening the throat chakra so you can hear you. It's like you hadn't had that opening, and the dream gives you an environment to open that up and let that come out so that you can hear you. Whenever we think we want some, to get someone else to hear us, it's really you're looking for the validation so you can hear you. And so that gave you that chance. Mm -hmm. I finally got everything That's out. almost the anagram of the word, open the throat mm -hmm. chakra. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Okay, thank sure. you. Yeah, you did a good job. You are mighty. M-T, O-T. <laughs> mighty, mighty, mm -hmm. yeah. So the idea of uh, we, the human race, another aspect of sovereignty, mm -hmm. is the concept of wholeness within ourselves, mm -hmm. that we each are complete with all that we require for our life. Okay, every time we're sold anything, we are first convinced that we are incomplete without, fill in the blank, I don't care what it is. Okay, but that's not true. Now, for a human being to recognize that they are complete, mm -hmm. that's it, okay. There you are, you're whole. So then you do not require anyone else's participation, activity, uh, product, money, you name it, you don't require it. Then you cannot be ma uh, manipulated. All manipulation is out of fear and that's guilt. That's true. And, yeah. it, and, and it is, if you're at one with yourself, then you are sovereign. You are internal. If we're not sovereign, that means we're at two or more with ourselves, and that Many other people's, ourselves. our projection mm -hmm. of other people are writing code yeah. in our reality. And that's just and not necessary. <laughs> well, I tell you, it, it's all a matter of choice. And one freeing thing that I feel was one of my liberating points is that there is no finish line, and there's nowhere you have to be, and there's no race. So just slow down mm -hmm. and enjoy. And it's time for the duck. D, U, here come the duck. Here come the duck. He's just in from Florida, did he you is. say? That's true, too. I got healing. Present. <laughs> be present, and you will heal. Well, presence is uh, one of these things that we are very interested in getting people to um, attract into their mm -hmm. being because uh, I had uh, not so long ago the revelation. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I forgot we had moved. Okay. okay. We have our first call. Well, that's a quick. No, we don't. Okay, I'm going to do Helen's reading real quick. Sure. Just 
because it might be tricky for her to get back in and then that way we'll have that out of the okay Helen your first card is the ordinariness this card can come up when you've recently moved or you're thinking about moving and it can also talk about moving in in how you think about things it's not always a physical movement and it's about taking pleasure in everyday things although here the full card is also about a movement or a big change so if you haven't just recently moved or done something really major new in your life you're probably going to be presented with the opportunity to do that and this this conditioning card where the lion coming coming out of the sheep's clothing because he's not a sheep he's king of the jungle and I feel that in part some of your dreams were telling you you've got some very passionate feelings and that you are entitled to feel what you feel you are who you are and maybe go back and do that self-forgiveness which will take you to the place that there's nothing to forgive within yourself yeah, but just, it, it helps you to walk through your beliefs that way just to complete the information in the word presence uh, which is very important part of what we're talking about on this show I had the experience of sitting there amongst all these physical objects amongst this stuff and then I became present I became aware of sitting amongst all this stuff uh -huh. instead of sitting amongst all this stuff it's an interesting but that well, idea always, of presence yeah I always look sovereignty. at it as you're looking through your own eyes instead yeah. of looking from this uh, evaluator's eyes mm -hmm. that's always off to the side someplace yeah, yeah I am but I am mm -hmm. no calls and we have uh, no oh, okay. okay well this idea of being present and then the the okay so fine I'm here I'm sitting here I'm present now next what I would like to do is to become aware which Talk is different one. from present. Okay, having become present and then aware and then alert. And that is a completely different state of being and very much this idea of sovereignty because it could be that the person's chewing on your foot or whatever that is. Let's be graphic, a rat's chewing on your foot. Oh, uh, but I'm present. Now everyone such left. a lovely thought. Now everyone left. Here, let's show our crystals while we yeah, have a sure. few moments before our calls. Okay. This is a clear rutilated quartz and um, I figured since they probably had this camera set up for close-up since we there were doing we readings oh, this so is lovely. one of my very favorites you can see the rutilations in there mm -hmm. to me this crystal is what Sakim energy coming out of your hand would look like if you crystallized it into a crystal isn't that yeah, lovely very well put yeah that is a lovely piece yeah yeah and I had uh, brought, too. if we have a close-up on me when we get to this point. Here we go. I'll put it here so you... Okay. So lovely shades in this thing. It's lapidolite. And I love lapidolite because wherever you put it down, when you pick it up, there's, there's a little, a little piddle. piddle layer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's a more... It's a, light a lithium. Uh, and it's uh, inherently relaxing. And I've been uh, mm -hmm. inherently relaxing all evening. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm totally relaxed. He's of one brain. Near. He's not a bipolar. Yeah. brain anymore, well, which are all, all of our brains bi are bipolar. Unity or trinity, depending on how you want to think. Mm -hmm. But that is the concept. Okay, interesting. Being, yeah, yeah. I would like to do an announcement. Next Wednesday, which, did we write the date down? Um, um, at any rate, today is the 25th of February, so next Wednesday at 8 o'clock, I'm going to do a live show that you can see online only at telepathictv.com where I'm going to do live readings. And Neville and I are starting new shows and then at 9 o'clock 
or after that show, show, Neville will be doing a show. And they will and be And it'll be a in. series, and you can call in for readings, and I'm going to alternate and do some of these EFT sessions so callers can call in and I'll work with you. And um, the viewers can tap along and you'll go through a great healing and I'll mm -hmm. be doing dream interpretation and various other things. So yeah. please look for the schedule on our website as far as the yeah. days. But the very first one, next Wednesday evening, 8 o'clock for me, 9 o'clock for Neville. And I'll be conducting this shift of consciousness that we've been talking about mm -hmm. uh, via that. And we have our first phone yeah. caller. Certainly After a phone duck. call. <coughs> Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Paul. Uh, I'd like a reading. Okay. Sure. Paul? Paul, I believe. Okay. Be happy to. Wow. Yeah, and on the... By specialized reading show I'll, I'll also do be doing medium readings and stuff on mm -hmm. that show too because I felt there was this um, older man that popped in with you Paul I don't know grandfather or whatever that really strong high vibrational energies anyway the source which is I think uh, a show coming up finding your source um, the the idea that we have everything that we require right there I feel like you've always had a, a really rooted, foundational, stable center to you, and probably were very mature for your age as a child, but sometimes that can make you feel separate from the world. You're very unique, and rather than feeling like an outsider, see it that that lock's not really locked, and all you have to do is step out, and that you were on the side of the fence for very specific reasons. <laughs> and Even the aloneness card is talking about that. Sometimes it may look like there are moments in our life where we're lonely, but we're not. If you look at it with different eyes, you see that you're becoming alone with yourself so that you can find your sovereign, your sovereignty over your existence. And that um, there's a lot to be gained from that. I don't know if you've ever thought about writing, but I, I really see a book around you as well. Okay. Excellent. And we have another call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Uh, Virginia. Virginia, what can we do for you? Yes, uh, I have a question, guys. Um, yes, a lady uh, mailed a gold coin with a penta pentagram and a crescent moon, and um, and um, she have instruction to break the coins in half and send a half to her and put the other coin under our bed. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. We uh, I was unable to um, hear that very clearly. Something about uh, putting coin under your bed. Now, was this somebody that gave you a reading? Um, no, I, I don't know this lady. I just received this, you know, this mail, you know, and with this coin. Well, uh, anything that we do in physical reality, I will just say this, mm -hmm. is, is just a grounding of some spiritual intention. And I think that we get caught up in superstitious things and mm -hmm. actions and talismans. Mm -hmm. um, and because we're no longer seeing things as a tool, but we're seeing things as the source. Okay. So an intention, and if you do anything, put a coin under your bed. And I, we were having a little bit of a hard time hearing you, so I might be interpreting what you're saying differently based on that. But um, your intention is where the power is. So huh? you could put a coin under your bed, you could light a candle, or you could just pray it or think it or emanate it, and it would all be the same. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes the ritual of doing the thing gets you to focus mm -hmm. in other levels, but but not to give away your power in the ritual. At a point of mastery, it is possible to just think it into existence. And the idea of our this is an example of our beliefs create our reality. So if you believe that, then that's the reality you'll be creating. But that has been the used to manipulate us for as long. If if you have a really hot car, you will get the babes. You know this kind of attitude if you have uh, I miss that boat I yeah mean, I, I never got of, that but. well yeah the idea that you are your possessions you are not you has been sold to us for a long time in the form of belief we're not our possessions and we're not our experiences either correct our experiences yeah. bring us wisdom but we're constantly judging the experience but not judging and the we wisdom. there's only one experience mm -hmm. which is now this is the only experience as far as that goes. Well, and you um, cannot be I don't know if we have another it. call, but let me just do a quick announcement. It's on uh -huh. 227, we got Sekim. And then those of you that have done Sekim initiations, um, even one at this point is fine. The master healing techniques, which I'm using, it's a really fun class, consciously creating your light, life on the 28th, on the first psychic development practicum and psychometry, then EFT. Angels and Guides, you're going to be doing Charisma on the 13th, the 14th Divination Tools, and all that's online. So we'll go mm -hmm. ahead. Do we have time for another call? Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Oh, hi, it's Lina again. Hi. Uh, Mary, could yes. you give my husband a health reading? A health reading? Yes, please. Okay. Be happy to. What's interesting is on the bottom of the deck, right before I gave you uh, the reading, I... I got the healing card in, in the duck tonight, but then there was a healing card was at the bottom. The intensity, now this is saying anything you put your mind to, you can do. And I do feel that what's your physical health is speaking to you in the form of make some conscious changes to get out there and, and let go of some of the stress that you may have in your life, um, do some different forms of exercising. But overall, trust yourself, trust your instincts, because sometimes when we start thinking with our mind about our health or go get physicals and things like that, it can root things into our brain that if they're not rooted there, they're, you can just blow them away and, and start making the decision to trust the larger healing. This guy in this picture is caught between the yes and the no worlds. Wherever he is, he's thinking, holding on to the other. And so let go of some of the stress and that maybe you're even at a place in your life where, where you're downsizing your external reality, but it's saying don't forget to leave the stress behind too. It's not necessary. We are taught that stress makes us good at what we do, but it's not true. It's really not true. So some meditation and some more focus that way. I feel a little something like blood pressure issue type of thing, which um, it, I, even drinking some parsley tea would help just downsizing some of the the water volume in the body that would help a lot yeah and stress i'm not a doctor is, as you guys know stress is always advice. desiring not to be where you are mm -hmm. stress is desiring as a general rule to be in the future mm -hmm. there's sort of a reverse stress about or in the past the good old days yeah, yeah. the idea is so stress if you'll or retrain there, your mind on the other side to of the be traffic. okay with being where you are instead of where you're not then there would be no stress if you were okay with being here. Well, Buddha you would says be okay with being here. The cause of all suffering is a resistance to what is. Well, go ahead. Fight with what is. Let me know how that works out for you. 
you got to yield in order to conquer something, my father always said. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of truth in that, not about the conquering. But and if you're out and about on this blustery night and oh, you'd like to mm-hmm. join us at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle, we'd love to see you there. Indeed. It's our joy and honor to take you to the door. Thank you.